0: Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 333. And today I am fired up because I have a special guest on. Someone who's very special to me because they've helped me In business and in life, not just business, and it is a business coach, a life coach if you want to call her that, and uh, she has agreed to come on and share some knowledge about things that she's learned by interviewing over 400 plus millionaires, and uh, her name is Jamie Masters, and I actually hired her back, oh gosh, about two years ago now, to be a business slash life coach and help me get things straight internally in my mind and help me grow as a person and as a business or businesses. And uh, today what she's going to do is hop on and she is going to talk all about three millionaire mind hacks that she's learned through interviewing all of these great entrepreneurs, but then also, more importantly, how we can apply them to ourselves. I think that's the big thing and she's really big on that as far as like, okay, this is cool and all, we learned this stuff, but how do we actually apply it? How do we walk away with at least one action item? And uh, that's what we're going to do here today. So I am extremely, extremely excited because she's just a great person, a great friend of mine now, and someone that has helped me tremendously in life and in business. And uh, again, I think you guys are going to get a ton out of this episode. Uh, Again, if you want to download the show notes, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash. 333, and uh, you can grab all the transcripts, the show notes, because we did... Talk about a lot of books and a lot of different resources. And she's got some really killer resources too to help you map out what you're supposed to be doing and how to actually apply some of these hacks. And uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to get a ton of value. And oh, yeah, by the way, she has a podcast and it's called Eventual Millionaire. And uh, I was a listener before I was even a uh, client of hers and uh, love her show. It just gives you a lot of insight as far as behind the scenes of what millionaires are actually thinking, what they're doing. And all of that fun stuff. But I'm gonna stop talking now so you guys can enjoy this conversation that I have with my good friend and my business coach, Jamie Masters. Sit back, relax, get prepared to change your mindset. I'm telling you, this is this is awesome. All right, so enjoy. Well, hey, Jamie, what's up? Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am so excited that you are here. What is going on?
1: Hey Scott, I'm so excited to actually finally be on your show. Thanks finally. for the honor. I know. <laughs> this I feel is honored.
0: uh this is it's, it I'm I'm wondering why it took so long, but uh it's probably just because I didn't I'm I'm like, why didn't I think of that before? I mean, this is a no brainer. I mean, uh Jamie, uh, you know, interviewing like millionaires and billionaires, it's like, come on now, I got to get you on and we got to kind of pick your brain a little bit. But uh, yeah, I I wanted to have you on because of that, because you've interviewed a lot of successful people and I kind of want to dig into the mindset of like what you think is like those repeatable things that people are doing or, you know, what makes someone successful? Why do people fail? Um, those types of things. Cause I think we get in our, our way a lot of the times, and I know you have a great way of doing it. Um, I, some people know, some people don't know. I mean, I hired you as a coach because I needed help with the mindset and with kind of organizing my thoughts and all of that stuff. So why don't you just let people know a little bit about you and kind of, uh, you know, how you got to where you are today?
1: Well, I'm a small town girl from Maine, right? But I've been a business coach for over 10 years. And one of the funny things is I kept looking at successful people going, wait a minute, what makes them different, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody sort of goes down that. And then they read a thousand books on how to be a millionaire. And you're like, okay, but what do the (laughs) real people do? (laughs) Like The ones that aren't writing books about it? Uh, Because books are great, uh, definitely really important to learn. Uh, But I wanted to know what people were actually doing in their business and the crappy stuff that's going on in their business also. So I've only interviewed business owners over 400 50 now, which is kind of insane. I've doing insane. it for a long time. Yeah. It's crazy to look back. Uh, but there are definite patterns that keep coming up over and over. I used to put everybody on pedestals, as far as especially billionaires, right? I mean Of course. Who, who knew? <laughs> and then when you actually meet them, you're like, oh, they make spelling mistakes and they're kind of crappy and stuff too. Awesome. <laughs> right. And it makes you feel better about yourself, right? Of course. Of course. So it was one of those things where, um, and I love data in general; hence, the reason why I do it. I've surveyed and surveyed and tried to figure out what are those key things that we should actually focus on. Because as a business owner, and you know this, Scott, there are so many opportunities, mm-hmm. even even at the beginning stages. But definitely, when you've sort of been in it a little while, you're like, okay, there's so many opportunities. I can't do everything. And how do I determine what is an opportunity and what's a distraction? I know we've talked about some of this before. Oh, yeah. Um, and my mentors have always talked about this. So I love flushing out from millionaires. Okay, how do you do it? So one of the things, because I know we were going over, okay, give us some actionable advice. James, that You can actually do because yep, yep. a bunch of talk. I don't want anybody to listen to this and be like, oh, that was cool, and then forget about it a really long time from now. So whenever I do any interviews or speeches or anything, I ask at the very end for whoever's listening to pick one thing, not a bazillion, one simple thing that you can actually do so it was worth your time to listen to this just Mm. so everybody knows. No, I know, Scott, cool. I'm just telling your audience what to do, but I think it's really important. <laughs> it's Otherwise fine. stop listening. Okay. No,
0: it's absolutely <laughs> fine. And I mean, I love actionable stuff and I think you do a really good job at, at really just kind of, uh, you know, digging down and finding those things that could, you know, that someone can do and not be overwhelmed because you're right. Opportunities, they're everywhere. And you're hundred percent right by saying, you know, once you start to get a little bit of momentum or success and those doors start to fly open, you start to see these other opportunities and you're like, Oh, I could could do this and, and, oh, I could do this and, and I could do that. And then you're like, well, wait a minute, now I'm busy all over the place, but I'm not really doing anything. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it it can get really, um, confusing. And that, that's kind of where I was when I actually reached out to you initially, I was like, you know, I've got all these cool things and you're like, all right, well slow down a minute here. Let's, uh, let's kind of think about what's going on and, and where your time is best spent. Um, and, uh, and that's what I really know that you're good at. So that's why I'm excited to have you on, but yeah, dig into some of the, some of the things that you've learned again by that one thing. Um, And then maybe you can just break it down. And I have no idea where this is going to go, but uh, (laughs) let's take it wherever it needs to go. Let's do that.
1: that sounds awesome. All right. So and as you know, right, especially <laughs> you're like a celebrity. We went to an event together and Scott has this huge group of people around him. I'm like, man, everybody is like vying for Scott's attention. It's amazing. <laughs> so no wonder why we get crazy, pulled in a actually. thousand different directions. I know you're amazing. Uh, and you're so down to earth. So it makes it so easy for people to feel really connected to you. But that also means they're like, oh, I want to work with Scott or I mm. want to do this or, you know, yeah, uh, which is amazing. And we're so thankful for that. And how the heck do you figure out what to do now? Yeah. Of course, not everybody's in that position. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that this is only for the people that have already sort of, quote unquote, made it. Sure, It's really for, for, sure. for anybody, even at the very beginning, even when you're dealing with uh, your product stuff, there's a thousand different products that you could technically use. Absolutely. And so one of the things I like to say that I've gotten from all of this um, is it's the commitment to the goal that counts. Mm. Right. So a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to test this and we'll just throw something against the wall and see if it sticks. Right. Uh, and sometimes you have to do testing. Don't get me wrong. That's sort of an, a number two <laughs> step we can talk about in a okay, second. Okay. Um, but it's, it's the commitment to doing it and figuring it out no matter what. And that sole focus to really make this the thing. And it could be a revenue number. It could be, um, I'm going to figure out this Amazon thing. It, it could be anything like that. Um, but if you don't actually go all in, You literally dabble and you make no progress. And this is what happens when you have all the opportunities. You're like, I'll do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, And that's not what gets you to where you want to go as fast as you want. There's a great book, uh, Essentialism, which I know you've read, Mm -hmm, Scott, and mm -hmm. there's a picture in it. And this is, and of course, this is not audio only, so I can't really show you, but um, it has a circle and it's got lines all around it uh, looking like a sun, right? And then next to it is another circle. And that same amount of lines around it on the sun is in one straight line and it literally goes off the page. You're like, oh, huh. a visual representation of the same amount of energy and work on one path versus a whole bunch of different paths. Mm-hmm. So uh, one action that I want your people to think of right now, especially if they're not driving and or at the gym, right. is, and they've heard this before a thousand times. I mean, Tim Ferriss talks about this. It's the 80-20 rule. It's really trying to figure out which one am I actually going to put up top. Because the word priority, and this is an essentialism, it used to just be one word. There was no such thing as priorities, mm, right? There's it was no like, plural, oh, yeah. I'm at one, one thing. Uh, <laughs> there's a great book called The One Thing, right? I mean, I think I think these are necessary for our times right now. That's totally. why they're so popular. Totally. Uh, but it's so much easier to say and so much harder to do. So I want to challenge your people, if this is one of the things that they pick at the end, uh, to just write down the different projects that they have and cross out a good solid 80% of them because the 20% that matter will give you the 80% result. You already know that. uh, And we can always put it on a timeline for later. So don't get me wrong. I think everybody can do everything, just not at once. Mm. So so if we can just sort of prioritize that piece and you go all in, you see a lot more momentum, you see a lot more pushing, and you can actually see a lot more results, which then inspires you to do more. And usually that means you also have more cash and pay other people to do the other stuff that you don't want to do. So it's, uh, that to me is the absolute number one thing that I've gotten out of all of the interviews that I've done.
0: It makes total sense. And I mean, I resonate with that and you know, it's like momentum is huge. And I mean the compound effect, another great book, and he talks about getting Mo in your life, which is the momentum. And, uh, I, I, I totally agree with that because it's like, I mean, we just created this this beta group. Uh, it's called the 1K Fast Track, and it's really there to get people to earn their first dollar, right? It's like, if we can get you to earn your first dollar, you can probably earn your second, third, fourth, and fifth, and so on, but you have to get going. And once you get going, like you said, and I love it how you said that you get inspired by your own results, right? Because you're like, oh, wow, this, this kind of works. Like, instead of saying, like, I want to make a million dollars, like, how can I get to $100 or $500 or $1,000 and then create those little, you know, those mini, mini sprints. I know that you like to, to look at too. It's like to get to that main goal. Um, so I love it. That's
1: the piece though, too, is I interview a lot of successful people. And when we go back and, and talk about our, you know, journey, sure. it's like a two minute, Oh, it was this and it was amazing. Yeah. Now I'm making this much money. And you're like, and it's great. Cause it can be really, really inspiring. And it's also feels really crappy when you're like, Oh, I'm not even close to yep. that. Yep. And so it, it's funny. Cause we talk about this in a lot of my masterminds. Um, And even we do it every single week. We do small wins. I don't care about the big stuff. The big stuff will come Hmm. if you have the small ones. And so it's, and unfortunately as entrepreneurs, we're really good at seeing the problems (laughs) and not the. Wins, even no matter how small. Uh, so really, trying to focus on those little things make a huge difference. Because I remember way back when, uh, when I first started my mastermind group with uh, Pat Flynn, I think your people know yep. know him. Yep. I remember coming onto the calls, going, I don't know what my small win is. They're all going to be crappy. Everybody's going to think that it's not good enough, right? Because mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. holding myself accountable as much as I can. Sure. And now when you when I hop on, I'm like, oh, and then this happened, and then oh, I did this, and oh, it's it's insane to see how much has grown over time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning you're like, it's not good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make sure everybody understands that everybody goes through that. Please don't think that this is, you know, only the really successful people never have that problem. It's that journey. And uh, actually one of the the next things, so I'll transition to the next one um, is pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. Right. And so, and you know, this and everybody's, this is the thing that's so tough about, you know, habits and that sort of thing. People are like, I've heard that before. Thanks, Jamie. Great. This is not new. <laughs> right. Ugh, right? But people that actually do it. <laughs> so Big difference, big difference. Yeah, so big. So uh I mean one thing I do as a coach is I have the best job in the world, right? I just tell people what to do and if they, you know, say a number I'm like, "Well, double it." That's this is that's how you can be a cup coach. No? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, simple, but the right? biggest thing is I know it's funny how often that works because people will make goals based on what they think they can achieve. Mhm. Right. And it's harder to push yourself outside of your comfort zone because you're like sitting there and you're like, ah, OK, you know, <clears throat> so my mentor used to um, tell me like you don't ever want to push into the red zone. That's different, okay, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, there is there is definite like a oh shoot I mortgaged the house yeah don't do that <laughs> that's not <laughs> right the safety and security side of that is not worth it uh, but what can you do every single week to really challenge yourself or every single day so what we talk about in my programs is active actions versus passive actions and it's in my book I, I talk about. <laughs> how different it is to actually do something that aligns with your goal and pushes you outside your comfort zone because we have a to-do list I'm sure you have a thousand things on your to-do oh, list yeah. God, I do too it's never ending never right ending. we can never get it all done unfortunately or fortunately right this is why we still exist and <laughs> <Exactly>. so <laughs> when we look at active actions I make my <laughs> make I am really good at making my uh, clients stupid right uh, you I are. Gosh! No, you have to do it this way. Uh, But being able to really identify what is a true active action that aligns with your goal that will push that forward, Mm. because we have a tendency to do. And everybody's heard this before, as far as as productivity goes, they do the urgent stuff. It's not necessarily important, and we know that. But when you look at your to-do list, really paying attention and uh, coming up with the ones that actually aren't already on your list, (laughs) because usually it's like, okay, these are things I have to do what are the things that I, I really know will get me to this goal faster? A lot of the times it's something where it came up to, as an idea in the shower and you're like, oh, wait, that would actually do it 10 times faster. huh? Mm. I don't have to bang my head against the wall. So what are those things that really do push you outside of your comfort zone? Um, and this is why we have mastermind groups or coaches or whoever, accountability buddies to really uh, look at what you're doing and be like, you know, you could probably do more than that. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just feel overwhelmed because your to-do list is so huge. But let's sort of take that away for a second and look and try and uh, look at it objectively and really go after those active actions versus the passive one. Does that make sense?
0: It makes total sense. And I just wanted to kind of uh, mention here, like, you know, you're you're kind of you know going through. This exercise, uh, you know, and and I'm thinking to myself back of when we had our conversations, and I remember one of the things, and I, I mean, I, I want to be transparent with my audience, but like, you know, one of my biggest things is what I wanted to do everything because I can do everything the way I want it done. And that just goes back to when I was in the construction field with my father and everything like for me to be able to train someone and then have them do my job and then go back and see it wasn't done the way that I like it. Then I started losing, I started losing that, uh, I guess that trust that someone could do it as well as I could. And even though the job was probably still okay and the customer was probably still happy, it didn't meet my expectations. But does that really matter? Does it, is it with the customer? So there's that side of it. But then there's also just like, I just like controlling things because I want to make sure things are done. And, and you really, you know, you got me to be like, listen, Scott, there's things that you can do that you still want to do that you can do. But there's things that in order for you to grow, to serve more people, to do what you're doing, to grow more Amazon businesses, to help more people, like you have to let go of some of these things. And, and that was a challenge for me. Um, but I, I'm really happy to say that I've definitely done that. And we've got a nice you know, small little team here at TAS, and we've got some other partnerships within our Amazon stuff now, so it's really taken a lot of the load off of me, Um, but I wouldn't have been able to realize that, I guess, as soon as I did without having someone like you saying, like, listen, like, it's normal but you have to let go of some of these things and then breaking that stuff down. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that and give you a little a little shout out that I mean totally makes it totally makes a difference. And it, like I said, it's if you go to the gym and you're working out and you don't work out with anybody, it's probably going to be better if you get a workout partner cuz when you don't want to go that day, they're going to say, "Come on, let's just go. It'll just be 30 minutes." You know, it's like it's I don't know, there's something having someone in your corner even if it's just for the short term um to get you on track is is big. So
1: well, and it's hard to see the forest for the trees when you're in it, oh, right? Yeah. And so, and what's so crazy is I've, I've worked with so many clients. It is so common. I feel like there's this typical entrepreneur personality type, right? Where, yeah, okay, we are control freaks. Yeah, we do appreciate excellence. Yeah, we know we <laughs> can do it all ourselves, right? Raising right. my
0: hand. Like, yes, seriously, that's my... and that's
1: the thing. Whenever I chat with anyone, they're like, oh, I feel like you know my brain. I'm like, yeah, because I have one. <laughs> I, <get
0: it." laughs> I am you. I, uh,
1: I think and the that's same thing. It. But we feel so alone in that because yeah. a lot of the times the people around us aren't necessarily necessarily that same way. And you're like, well, I'm just a little crazy, which is normal, right? It was so mm-hmm, fine for mm-hmm. me. Um, but when you, when, <laughs> and I, I don't think that this is necessarily uh, comes across as good when I tell people this, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's typical. And they're like, I'm not typical. I'm like, okay, well, okay. The way you're thinking right now, very typical of an entrepreneur, which is a good thing, right? Right. but there are some nuances that we just need to shift in order for you to have an easier life. Cause to me, it's not about the money. I know I interview millionaires, but it's not about the money at all. I went after money first and was miserable corporate job six figures at you know 22 had an expense account house thought I was awesome right quote unquote (laughs) Uh, then then I, I realized that it's not about that whatsoever and I want I definitely want both but you know life first then money and so when I do these interviews it's not necessarily just about okay, how do I make the money the fastest? Mm. Because that's not that's not what I care about. That's usually not what my audience cares about. My audience is like, how can I enjoy the ride? Mm-hmm. The only life mm-hmm. that we have along with this. And a lot of those pieces are, and this is why I love business, are figuring out yourself personally and going, oh, I do need control a little bit more than I thought I did, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then your business gives you the opportunity to work on that and see the results of that instead of literally just sitting there going, oh, I should be better at this and not actually making any changes. I think business and children are the best thing to yeah. to level up yourself as a human being. Uh, children are tougher for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: But the business, you can actually see the results in the outcome. And, and when I look back or when any of my clients look back to years ago, they're like, wow, I have come a long way as a human being. Because when we're going after not just the money, I mean, monies are metrics and, and fun to play with. Don't get me wrong. But when we're looking at your life. And how can I be in my business and enjoying it more and be more in flow and feeling like I'm getting things done and on the right track? That stuff is stuff that is so intangible. Nobody wants to talk about it. Yet that's what makes a happy life, mm. right? Because there's lots of rich people that are miserable and none of us want to be like that. I'm assuming the people listening to your show don't want to <laughs> be like that.
0: No, they don't want to be like that. They, yeah. I mean, to me, and I, I think I want to highlight this too. I think you would agree, but it's like, When you're thinking about the money right now, the money is delivering a result for you that can get you out of something. And for most people, it's a job. That's why we always talk about like really figuring out your why of your, you know, why you're doing it in the lifestyle you want, like almost like mapping out your perfect day or your perfect week or month or whatever, like that there brings it down to the actual reason you're going after the money. Like, it's not necessarily the red, you know, shiny sports car. It's it's the lifestyle. At least it is for me and a lot of the people in my audience. I mean, I talked to a lot of people personally. We actually, uh, it was funny when we were in Dallas, which I should have let you know because we probably could have hooked up, but I failed to do that. But we had a nice little meet up there. As usual, we had about 40 people show up at the Omni and um, we had a nice three and a half, four, and a four hour conversation and it just people were there just sharing their stories with me. And I get so much insight as far as where they're coming from. And most people are still coming from that the money is going to get me out of this so I can spend more time here. Um, and I think that, like you said, like once we realize that it's not necessarily about the money, the money is the metric we get that, but you know, how do we create the lifestyle and and manage our thoughts? And I mean, that's a process all the time I'm going through. It's like, still going through it. I mean, just practicing that and trying to figure out ways to, uh, to calm down your, your mind of, of thinking about this, that, and the other thing, and especially being present with the people that you love. Um, that's, not always easy. So let me ask you this quick though, before we go into the next one, like, how do you turn some of that stuff off? Like what's, is there an exercise that we can do, Jamie? Is there something uh, that we can do? I mean, come on, give me a little, uh, give me a little hack here. How can I turn well, off? I
1: don't know that you're going to like it. So, <laughs> oh, Well,
0: I don't care. I don't, sometimes you don't like what works, but you got to tell me, I mean, I could choose to use it or not, but. <laughs> so,
1: well, that, okay. So this is the thing, right? So, yeah. uh, and you've heard this before, it's one thing to be like, oh, let's turn off the crappy control freak. Let's turn off the thoughts that sure. are, making me insane, right? Uh, that's one thing. <laughs> okay, do it now. Yeah. We're not robots, unfortunately. Um, yeah. That being said, what we should be w- working on, and this is what uh, has changed my life uh, personally, but again, not a lot of people want to hear it, is meditation and actually paying attention to that because, and it's funny, when I when I even say that word to people that want to be entrepreneurs or are typical entrepreneurs with this crazy brain of ours that see 17,000 things and have thoughts constantly ro- rolling through our heads, they're like, I can't meditate, <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's why you need to because I am the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because it's so interesting and I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't even do five minutes at the beginning. I meditate for an hour every single day. I just came back from a meditation retreat of hours and hours of meditating and it's It's funny how freeing it is and how it's affected everything in my business in general. Now, I usually have to warm up my people when I say this stuff because they're like, Jamie, no, thanks. That's all woo woo and crazy. And, you know. Uh, So I usually uh, recommend an app called Headspace or there's another app called Calm. And all it is, is it's getting us as entrepreneurs out of our own heads. Mm. We're trying to do as best we can, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So because we don't ever have clarity, things are constantly roving around. And nine times out of 10, things that are going in your head don't matter. That's true. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even with David Allen, I interviewed David Allen from Getting Things Done. And he's like, our brains are not meant to try and remind us of things. Mm. We should write that stuff down. We, our brains should be clear of things and I'm like that's funny (laughs) like I don't believe that for a second. No, so, so what ends up happening is we have all these thought, We Oh, I have to do this. Oh, we should do this. Oh, we should do this. Especially for people that are overachievers, especially people that hate the job they're in and they're thinking about how bad that sucks and how much they want to be doing something else. And then their brain is trying to solve that problem constantly of how can I do this and can I do this and can I do this, right? And yeah. if you have a family, that's even worse. It just adds up and adds up and adds up. And our brain never has a chance to defrag, right? I'm a geek, right? So
0: I know defrag.
1: <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> yes. But that's but like you have you have to kind of do that once in a while in order for you to actually feel like you can come back with greater clarity. And so I highly recommend downloading that app. The Headspace has like a ten day, you know, little challenge for you to just do five or ten minutes. It's not a big deal. Um and even if you don't do it after that, I just want you to test it and see if it helps you feel a little bit better. No, it, it definitely does.
0: Important. Yeah, it it definitely does. I would definitely recommend that app. And I know one of my assignments at one point from you was download the app, go through the 10 days I did. Um, But I have to be honest, it's it's still a struggle for me. I try to fit it in. But I think the problem is and just recently I got back into fitness. I've been about 60 days now, Jamie, actually back in, dialed in. I lost 18 pounds, which people would be like, how the heck did you where did you exactly?
1: I have no. But I did.
0: That was like, you know, that was eating a snack mix at night on the couch, Um, you know, the uh, uh-huh that, that, that little, uh, you know, extended stay on the couch. But, um, yeah, so I, oh, I'm, wait,
1: you said you didn't have time to do meditation. I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah, <laughs>
0: it, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, so th- I've been doing that in the morning though. Like, so that's my morning thing. Like, you know, I get up, that's the first thing I do. I get it out of the way and that's the only way I can do that. So I, I guess what I need to do personally, and now that I'm talking to you, I'm going to do this is, uh, and it reminded me to do it is to really maybe figure that into that part of my morning. So it gets done. Cause if not, I'm going to get busy and I'll be like, ah, oh, I'll do it at one, I'll do it at like two, or if I don't schedule it, it won't get done. Um, so I think that's one big takeaway for people too, is to just schedule it. Um, and then the other thing is, is some people think, and I think the same thing, or I have, it's like when you're meditating, uh, you know, you think about, well, that's time I could be working on my business. You know what I mean? Like, so, okay,
1: so I have so many things to say. On
0: I know you want to go, you so want to yeah, go on this. I know. This. I know. Go Jamie, go. All right, go, go ahead. <laughs> <Okay>. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so what you, <clears throat> excuse me, what you said on, um, morning things, very, very important. Number one. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. And I'm losing my voice, but I'm still going to go all in. Okay. I know so, you are. <laughs> so miracle morning, uh, is a great book by Hal Elrod. I'm actually going on his show right after this. <laughs> kind of oh, you're up? Nice. Uh, yeah, Hal's amazing. But, uh, but doing it in the morning and actually having it done very important. Right. Um, now I look forward to it. It is one of, I feel absolutely amazing. I feel like I'm on drugs. That's how good mm. the feelings are, which is insane because oh. I've been doing it for a long time. And (laughs) there's a thing. Did I tell you about Einstein time? No, I don't think so. Okay. So uh, there's a great book actually that just came out. It's called Stealing Fire. And it's about being in a flow state. Okay. And Einstein time, there's a difference between Einstein time and Newtonian time. Okay. And we're going to go down this rabbit hole for just a little bit, but don't worry. It'll come back. Okay. Okay. So, so Newtonian time says that time is fixed. A second is a second is a second is a second, right? Mm -hmm. Einstein time, which is, now, what we understand, uh, time is relative. So, when you put your hand on a hot stove, it feels like forever, right? Mm. And you're like, oh man, that felt like forever. When you're with in the arms of a lover, you're like, oh my gosh, four hours passed like it was absolutely nothing, mm. right? So, the way that we feel like time goes, makes a difference. And the reason why this is important in your business, because everyone's like, okay, thanks, Jamie. Great. Uh, <laughs> is, is because when you get in a flow state, like for example, if you're uh, writing blog posts, I have a lot of uh, clients that, um, have amazing businesses and do content marketing and they have to write articles and a lot of them love it. And when they sit in front of their laptop and they're like, okay, right now is my writing time. Go. An article that's a thousand words can take them hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Yet when they feel like they just it just comes right out of their fingertips, the same exact length of article can take 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, that's yeah makes it.
1: Right. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So the way you feel, whether it's inspired or whatever, or sometimes you feel like you're on fire and you're like, man, I'm getting stuff done like it's so awesome. That's what I have my clients look for every single day. Mm. So the book Stealing Fire that just came out talks about how Navy SEALs have to get in this flow state. You can actually hack the flow state to be more efficient and get more things done faster and feel better while you're doing it, right? That's what we all want. We want to be able to enjoy and not feel like we're banging our heads against the wall because we feel like we can't get it all done, which Mm. you can't. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Everything that you have on your list, you can't get it all done. We can hope. Yeah. <laughs> but we feel good when we do, right? Oh, yeah. And so instead of going after the... So I'm a checklist. I love checking things off my list. I'm one me of those too. people. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, I feel so good. Instead of going after that, the reason why that feels good is because it's the feeling of accomplishment. You're like, oh, I sure. got stuff done. I feel productive. It makes me feel like a worthwhile human being. Awesome. Uh, but the point of getting into the flow state is that you feel that way anyway and it just sort of comes alive on you. So instead of, and this is why I care all about nootropics and, and hacking, all. this is why I meditate, right? So if I feel frustrated through the day, like I'm not getting things done, I just can't make the progress I want, I will literally go meditate for 10 or 15 minutes hmm, and then come okay. back with a different frame of mind and I get so much more done. So it's not necessarily... Like, I use it as a tactic, not like, oh, because I should meditate, right? And I meditate every morning. And yet, if I feel crappy and I'm super busy, I'm the, you know, we talk about master schedule. I am as scheduled as anyone I know. I'm as efficient as just about everyone I know. I'm a single (laughs) mom with kids, right? I mean, come on, you got to do what you got to do. You got to, yeah. Yeah. And yet, I will still take 15 minutes and go on my meditation bench and just sit. Because I know that taking that time makes the rest of my day not only feel better, but I also get a lot more done in a better way. You know when you're writing emails and you're frustrated and you're like, I don't want to talk to anybody and you write the emails back, right? Versus when you're like, oh, it's amazing and this is fine and everything rolls off your back. So that's what I'm trying to help people. When I coach anybody, I want them to have a happy wife happy life, right? Mm, And a great business or, or husband, I shouldn't say happy wife all the time, but you know what I mean? I've told you this, Scott, like let's take a vacation. Let's, let's enjoy our day more, right? Yes, I definitely care about doubling revenue and having more time and space. Um, but the better you feel within all of that makes your life better. And while that's intangible, really, that's why we're on this earth, I think
0: absolutely. I mean, I, I agree a hundred percent. And I mean, to some people listening, it's like, you know, they're still thinking, well, you know, I work a nine to five or I work, you know, a, a day job and I, I gotta, you know, when I get home, you know, I gotta get stuff done. I gotta, you know, I gotta get the kids to bed and then I got, I want to get and sit down on the computer yep. at nine o'clock and then I want to work uh, on my business. And then it's, you know, before you know it, you're looking at your clock and you're like, I only wanted to stay up till 11, but now I'm going to stay up till 12 cause I got to get this yep. thing finished. And then it's one and then you get up early because yep. you got to go to work, but yet you want to work out and then you want to meditate, like. How does someone do that? Do they just make the commitment to do it? Like, I mean, I mean, me personally, that's what would be in my head. I'm like, you know what? I just have to put it in there that I have to do it or make hard stops or whatever. Like, so what's so so
1: many things. Yeah. Yeah. So number one, give yourself a gosh darn break, right? (laughs) Because I don't think we do that enough. Right. Yes. If you're in a job that you hate, which I was and I was the breadwinner. And when I was married, my former husband was a professional juggler and we had kids and I made six figures, right? So I was like, I can't quit this job, Mm. (laughs) health insurance and stability. And I traveled constantly and that sucked because I didn't have control over my schedule and they sent me to upset people. And it was, I I did not like it at all, but I didn't feel like I could quit. So I Mm. know what it's like Mm. to be like, okay, this, my life sucks. (laughs) I mean, there there are definite things that are good. And yes, you do have to do what you have to do, right? There's a definite piece to the hustle mentality, but I personally think it is better in short bursts because you can't do that forever. You are going to burn out. So I feel like there's different levels. So if level one is like, okay, quit my job as soon as humanly possible. And I've helped so many people quit their job. Mm -hmm. But I think we need to get realistic on exactly what that transition plan looks like. Right, We usually go, and my book talks all about this, um, about figuring out your budget so we know and trying to make your expenses less so that way you can quit faster. It's it's sort of a two-level thing, right? You want to make your expenses lower so that way you don't have to make as much in your business so that way you can quit. Makes sense. Yes. Logic. (laughs) Who knew? Right. But, But you have to write it down. Uh, And I mean, I paid off 70 grand in debt because I wanted to quit my job. So I've done, I've done this before everybody. (laughs) And yes, it's not necessarily fun, but I try and do it in short bursts. So the paying off 70 grand in debt took me 16 months and I tried to make it a game because it was kind of crazy to try and do. We sold everything, car, we sold everything. Wow. And so, so the reason why I said levels is I feel like you can only because you can focus on one thing at a time. I went, okay, first things first, let's just get rid of knock out as many expenses as we can. That's level one. Right. Mm. And I love video games. Right. So level two (laughs) was like, okay, how do we make this up? How do we actually go all in and figure out how we can make up the amount of money that we need now that it's lower than it was before? So as you start going through, yes, you might have to work after you put the kids to bed. But when you're looking at how much fun (laughs) your day has, if you feel like all you have to do is hustle, 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 and you're miserable doing all of it, that is not a service to your family either.
0: It's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: they don't care. I mean, they, uh, they definitely want you to be happy, but if you're miserable for two years or a year while you're trying to quit your job, that's not necessarily awesome either. No. So even if we have it take a little bit more time, which I'm the most impatient person ever. So I totally get where I'm raising like, my oh, hand again. And, and this is, this is where we have to combat our brain. This is why the meditation and stuff like that actually does help. So taking 15 minutes to try and set yourself up so you can enjoy, joy even if you feel like you only have small spurts because what I used to do <laughs> mommy guilt time right when I was working I felt crappy that I wasn't with my kids and then when I was with my kids I felt crappy that I wasn't working and what kind of life is that right? yeah yeah and and I didn't even realize I was doing it to myself I was like this is the way life is uh but it no it's not it's all perspective and that is changeable so and I know this is high level but you can do it when you're when you're in your business when you're in your 9 PM working as much as, I mean, I, I'm speaking at tropical think tank. So I was working on that speech cause it's due today till 11 something last night and it is what it is. And I had a glass of wine and I was trying to have fun with it. right <laughs> So whatever we can do to make those things more enjoyable and not feel like we're <laughs> killing ourselves yeah. to try and achieve this thing. Because I, I always said, and, and this is likened to trying to quit your job too, if you died tomorrow, would you be happy with everything that you've done so far? And of course they're like, no, that's why right. I'm trying to quit my job. Right. Uh, but if I died the day before I became a millionaire, but I enjoyed every second up until that, that's what I care about. Yeah. Yeah. So we're sacrificing today and there's a part of that for hustle. So yes, you might have to work from nine to midnight every night and I highly recommend scheduling it. Yes. Uh, And actually being attuned and having maybe a bedtime routine so you don't feel like you're going to bed with your head going nuts Mm. because then you won't sleep and then you will wake up in the morning and feel crappy, right? It's mitigating our human bodies of trying to make it better. And yes, you'll have to do that for a while. And the other side of that is so much better. I mean, you know, Scott, <laughs> working yeah. for yourself, while also crazy, I mean, I was up late working last night also, Yep. Uh, but, but my choice versus having someone tell me what to do, hence the reason we have a typical entrepreneur personality, you will eventually get out of that job. If you, like I said at the beginning, the commitment to the goal is what counts. If you're like, I'm going to get out of this job no matter what, I'm going to figure this thing out no matter what. That's what millionaires do, right? Yeah. They went through the exact same thing. same thing, thing right? Yes, please don't think that this is different. You're just in the journey. And the millionaire comes on the show and tells us about their journey in two minutes. So, yeah. It feels a lot longer for you because it is. But most of
0: those most of those millionaires too will also tell you that they've had a lot of fails along the way. And I think the people that are out there, like you said, that want to get out of that job or their situation, like they they do the one thing. They they try one thing, whether it's Amazon, whether it's, you know, info products, whatever it is, right? They they do that thing. It doesn't work out as planned. They they say that the system doesn't work and then they're just defeated and they're gonna I'm just gonna go back and punch the clock because it works. You know what I mean? Like, it, yep. I know it works, right? I just got to show up, I get paid and I leave. And then you might get annoyed again for and maybe six months down the line. I'm going to try something else, right? Yep. But like you said, if you just commit to it and go all in, whether it works or doesn't work, you're going to have a better chance of it working because you you kind of, you stuck with the program, right? You didn't go off because something didn't work out as planned, maybe halfway through. Um, and I agree with that hundred percent. So many people give up too soon, And just by going through that, you're going to learn so much through that process that could then open the next door. Uh, I mean, it's just. To me, I mean, looking back at my whole journey I, on episode three hundred, I went through my entire journey, and it's just like how every single thing along the way led me to where I am. To, to speaking with you, I mean, you know, if I never reached out to you as a coach, uh, you know, I wouldn't be having this conversation uh, because I wouldn't have met you, and I wouldn't have, you know, known your background and known that you can help my audience and stuff. And it just uh, everything kind of happens because you actually get out there and do something. What I always talk about: take an action, right? You got to take action in order to see a result, or you're not going to see a result.
1: Yes, there's a great book called The Alchemist. I don't know if you've read that yet. I have not. Uh, so it's it's fiction, but it talks about your journey through life. Right? I like it,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, it's so good. I read it every uh, two or three years because it's just a good reset. It's super short, too. It doesn't take you very long. Uh, so when you read that book, it talks about when you're going through the journey, you have to take the action in order to figure this stuff out. So <laughs> to me... I love it. Well, when, I mean, you know this too. And I, I, I thought incorrectly at the beginning, I was like, I am going to plan and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to go for it and it's going to be a success. Right. And what you realize is it's not about that at all. It's about going in. Figuring stuff out and going, oh, that didn't work. Oh, that didn't work either. Oh, oh, it, lessons learned, right? Yep, Hopefully yep. through mitigated risk. I don't want you to mortgage your house or anything like exactly, that. But exactly when we're moving forward, millionaires test like all heck. And when and you've heard this before, but when we call it testing instead of failure, right? I had an iPhone app. I mean, I spent months on this iPhone app that did squat. I did. Yeah. I've done so many things, and so has everyone else. And you learn as you go. All the pieces that will add up for later. So I know when I work with clients in general, some of these things, some people are like, I don't understand why. Like, this didn't work, Jamie. Like, yes. And now you know. And next time when we do it again, whether it be a launch or whatever it is, now we know that. Please right. don't think that that was not worth it. This is so worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when you're moving forward, it's it's that um, continuous forward motion that matters. So I don't even care if you're taking the wrong steps at all, as long as you are taking steps And so when you're trying to go down this path, you keep taking what you think is the right step. And it's okay, especially at the beginning. A lot of times it's not the right step. Give yourself a break. You're figuring it out and you just keep making those steps and you make the connections and you make the steps and you keep going and keep going. And that's where that no matter what, I'm just going to keep moving forward. It's the it's the person that wants to quit smoking and tries it once and then never again, just like you were saying. Right. Or the person that keeps trying and failing and trying and failing, who's actually going to more likely succeed. It's the person that keeps going after it, no matter what it is, even if it's a different type of business. Maybe one of them sucks for you. Maybe it's just like that's not your thing. You don't know that until we go all in. And I think, I mean, you have kids, right? So, one of the other big things that I've learned from millionaires is that they know their strengths. And it's unfortunately not something we're taught in school at all. Mm. So when we go in, I didn't know I was good at interviewing millionaire, right? Like right. who the heck knows that <laughs> stuff? My first interview sucked horribly bad, like really, really, really bad. And of course I say that on interviews and people go back and listen to it. I'm like, please don't, it sucks. Uh, but that's, but you won't it's know what, what process, your strengths yeah. are. Yeah. Exactly. So like I'm trying to teach my kids, okay, what are your strengths? Let's figure out what you like because you can feel in flow a lot more. You can feel happier when you're doing those things. You can delegate the rest, right, Scott? Like oh, you yeah. can actually give the stuff. So you're doing the stuff that you really, really want. And because if you're in a job that you hate, it, it feels like you just want to get out of it so fast. You don't go after, well, what do I feel? What is my strength? What do I feel like doing? You're like, I'm going to try this because it sounds fast. Yeah. I'm going to try Amazon yeah. because there's distribution and yep. it works really well. Yep. Right. And that's totally fine because you literally do have to test it and try it and see if you actually are good at it or like it at all. And you won't really know. When we make goals, we're guessing at what we think we're going to like. I think I'm going to like this, right? I think I think I'm going to like a lot of money. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? In yeah, general, yeah. Uh, where we're going to live, if we quit our job and go into a new business, you're not going to know. And the control freak in me and a lot of my clients really want to know. And unfortunately, I do not have a crystal ball and cannot predict the future for people. That's what I'm working on. Don't worry. Uh, but, but it's all guesses. We're literally all guessing. It is. it is. To try and figure out what we want. And you won't know until you get there and go, oh, don't really like this. I mean, I went after a corporate job six figures at 22. Cause I was like, this is what we do. My dad was like, you should work for yourself. And I'm like, no, dad, you don't understand. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a good job. And then, you know, trial by error. <laughs> oh, wait, this sucks. Dad was right. All right. Maybe I should. Just- yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's true. I mean, like, like, you know, you have an idea of what it will be like, but you have no idea. I'm teaching that to my 18 year old right now who's, you know, experiencing college. And, you know, he thought that when he went to college, it was going to be a certain thing. He's already realizing, you know, he's only been there a semester that it's not really what he thought it was going to be, you know? And I'm like, it's part of the, it's part of the journey. It's part of your story. Live it, you know, feel it, you know, like embrace it. Like, and then the next move will come and then we'll, we'll, we'll pivot and we'll, we'll make that move. So it's really cool to be able to kind of teach him through the process and, uh, and remind myself that it's, it's a process and it's your story and it's your journey and everyone's going to be a little bit differently, but you don't know until you get there until you try to get there.
1: Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So, I mean, I went to college for medical illustration at first and lasted a <laughs> semester, two semesters. And then I switched to computers and programming and network admin. And, and then I'm, I, now I'm a business coach. Like who the heck felt that track, you know, like nobody knows. Never, Yeah. And and you can't, unfortunately we can't just lay it all out. And that's the thing with, with college and choosing at such a young age. uh, I wish I knew what my strengths were when I was younger. I had no idea. I didn't know I was really good at connecting with people. I thought I was just an introvert that, you know, read books in the corner because I did. I drew and read books in the corner. So when I speak on stage now, my family members are like, I just never in a million years would picture you doing that.
0: I was going to say like, so when you were growing up, in, in school and stuff, were you good at like presenting to a class or oh, gosh,
1: no. I turned bright red, like splotchy, like it looked like I'm That's coming crazy. out high. I'm going to have to have no, you talk horrible. to
0: my, I'm going have to have you talk to my wife. I still haven't gotten around the podcast. She won't come on. I can't what? get her. Oh, I'll talk to her. I, I I can't get her on because she's all like, you know, I, I don't know. Just once I know that it's recording, I, I just, I'll, I won't know what to say. And I'm like, you're just going to be talking to me. I'll lead it. And she's like, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I, and just, like She okay. Like, tell her this, tell yeah, her this, yeah.
1: say, we're going to record one and I'm going to delete it. But okay. I just want to record one just in case. Okay. Right. Because her practicing that, was just what we were talking about right yeah, now. Right. Having her do it. Like I did Toastmasters for a while. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, I'm really bad. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> not, I'm really not very good at this. And I turned bright red. And some of the feedback, they're like, you should wear a turtleneck because we are getting distracted from thinking that you have hives. I'm like, oh, thanks, people. That's awesome. Oh gosh. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Build your confidence did- up on that no kidding. Right. And, and I was like, I'm never going to do this again. This sucks. Oh, uh, and then man. what I realized, thank goodness. I mean, I still turn bright red. Now I just speak in front of so many people that I'm so far away from them. They can't see that I turn bright red. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> right. The video camera, like if they have up close, like super up close, then yes. Yeah, so people are like, what's wrong? Cause it goes up the side of my face, like literally. Oh, but wow. that's the whole point of getting outside of your comfort zone. Right. Exactly. If I, if I was like, oh gosh, I turn red. Then it is what it is. Like, this is why I did a, a audio podcast only at first. And then my mentor's like, Jamie, you're pretty. You should do video. I'm like, yeah, I turned bright red. And so it took a really long time. Now I'm so used to doing interviews. I literally don't turn red at all. Uh, unless I interview someone that I'm actually like nervous or excited about, like Bruce Buffer from UFC. I was like really bright red. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> so you'll awesome. notice if you watch. But But if I let that stop me, I would never be in front of a camera ever. Right. And I love it. So who the heck knows what you're good at? Who the heck knows what's there stopping you from moving forward to something that you absolutely love unless you go and test it. And people will say stuff, right? They will. Jamie will. wear turtlenecks in oh. Austin.
0: No. <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course. But you know what? I'm going to make a mark right today on the calendar that Jamie said to my wife to practice and we'll see how long from here on out it will take, if at all, I can get her on the show. Um, <laughs> I just want to get her, her on. her phone
1: number yeah. and I'll give her a quick call. <laughs> I and then just, I'll be like, Scott won't publish yeah. it,
0: I promise. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just want to get her on because a lot of people have asked. You know, We want to hear from her. I mean, I talk about her a lot. I mean, she's a huge inspiration to me and she's the reason why I am where I am to Today, so I, I want to share that. And people want to know, like, no what's
1: pressure for her, though? Come yeah, right. Like, right. Oh, she's an inspiration. Well, she is. I I mean, she yeah, come yeah, yeah,
0: right. <laughs> but she, she is. I mean, she in, even in college, she's like, I told them at the public speaking class, I'll just take the zero. I'm not getting up and speaking in front of anybody she's like she doesn't want to. She gets all nervous. And I'm like, but when she's with people, she's fine. You know, it's just when she knows that she's in front of an audience and I'm like, "Lise, it's just like, I call her Lise. I'm like, Lise, it's just like, I don't know, a few thousand people. It's no big deal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're great at helping her
0: with that. No, I didn't say that. Uh, but I mean, she already knows, so it's hard to kind of hide that, but, um,
1: but that's, but that's where so, so it's the pressure thing. So that's the whole point. That's why I did Toastmasters first. That's why I said, have her delete it because if she just, she's just do the action. Mm. She'll realize that the action isn't the problem, right? Mm. It's the putting it in front of all the people. That's the problem. Right. Right. But if she, let's say you do it and she's like, Oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Maybe you can publish it. Yeah, not that she true. will. Yeah. Cause if she doesn't, that's totally fine too. Right. It, to me, it's not about that. To me, it's about her actually doing it anyway.
0: Yeah. We're just practicing.
1: Yes. Yeah. We're just going to do a little practice run.
0: All right, I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna definitely work on that. All right, before we wrap this up, I know you got to get going. You got another interview. Um, What I wanted to, though, I'll also ask you really quickly because I know a lot of people are gonna be saying, "Okay, this this sounds all great, Jamie. This is awesome." But like, what? How do I figure out what I should be working on like at that hour block? Like, is there a way that I can kind of figure out like what I should be working on? Do I plan that before I sit down or do I sit down and spend the fifty minutes figuring out what I got to work on? I know the answer to that, but I want you to answer anyway. Uh, so can, can you kind of just walk us through that really quickly?
1: Yes, definitely. So if you, uh, I'll tell you about the master schedule really quick and then I'll tell you about how um, we do it. So, um, the master schedule, which I've made, you do also Scott say made like that. Uh, mm-hmm. so if you go to eventualmillionairecom millionaire.com slash master schedule, I know it sounds super unsexy people. I totally get that. But when we want to be efficient with the small amount of time that you have, you want to make sure, you know, in advance what you're going to be doing, because otherwise we sit there and yep. go, oh, I don't know what to work on. And that takes up so much time and space and you can't get in flow that way. You're like, I think this is mo- most important. So and then what I <laughs> once we have that, so let's say you look at your week and you're like, you know what, I can only do three hours on Monday, Wednesday and Friday and then a couple hours on Saturday and my wife will be OK with that or my husband will be OK with that right? Right, or right, whatever. Right. Um, then what I want you to do is pre-plan what those days are contain. Now at the beginning with the master schedule, you don't have to have all the, the things to do lists sort of put in there. You just want to know like, okay, on Monday, it's going to be like this. So, you know, Scott on Monday are my meeting days on Tuesday are my coaching days on Wednesday and Thursday, Wednesdays, my interview days, today's Wednesday. What a surprise, right? <laughs> so, uh, so, so that to me is a little easier. I don't want to pre-schedule every single second that I'm working on, but the point is to know in advance the pieces that really make a difference. So if sales are really, really important for you, you need to have a couple of days that are set aside just for sales. Otherwise we'll get, distracted with other things because you know life so that's number one so make sure that you've got that pre-planned schedule out so everybody knows and this works really well i just did a a speech in bangkok and i just put the podcast live about relationships and business and how that is sticky sometimes so Mm. telling your wife or husband these are the days i'm working you have me on the other days also creates less friction just so you know that's (laughs) that's that's great yeah no absolutely So then, um, and this is what I have, uh, my people, my one-on-ones, I just tell people what to do, but with my masterminds, I have them submit their active actions, three to five active actions per week that we check in. And those are the most important things that you need to be doing, um, that we check in every single week on. So let's say, um, you, one of the things is you want to sell a beta. We do a lot of beta stuff and you were just talking about beta in general. Yep. So a couple of my clients are right now are selling their betas. And so one of them has to get on phone calls. So his number one goal is to get 15 phone calls this week. Cause he needs to sell this many blah, blah, blah. So that means the week before he knows he has to send an email to his list. He has to do so. So it's just logic, but mm. a lot of the times we won't actually look at that in advance. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, and you don't have to know the next six months, that's never going to happen. I, I suggest to people, we have an overarching goal with a metric right? Everybody's heard this before, but they usually write it down somewhere and don't ever look at it again, Mm -hmm. right? Being a coach is easy. I just (laughs) remind them what they already said. Uh, But uh, then what you want to do is just pre-plan the next week or two, maybe three, if you can sort of have a, a general idea, but things shift and things change. So writing those active actions before the week begins and going, okay, I'm doing that makes it so Monday at nine o'clock you sit down and you're like, okay, I need to get these two things done. And then if I get them done faster, maybe I can do another one and maybe I can feel really good about that. Or maybe I can go to bed early because I'm exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, So, so no, and I know again, that sounds super unsexy, but this is what, this is what millionaires do. This is what, um, I found in general creates so much momentum is when you're working on the right things, or what you think is right. Because, you're again, you're not always right. But when you when you know what you're working on and you take action on that, it can feel really good. You don't feel like Very you're all good. over the yep. place. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is good. Check. You can get in that flow state. Yep. Exactly. And I'll be happy in sunshine and roses for your life now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed by Jamie. No, but that just that simple thing. And I know they've heard it before. And I know they think it's super simple. But if they could just commit to doing that for the next few weeks... Right. Knowing in advance, just knowing what your schedule is going to be. That's what's going to create that end goal of quitting their day job long term.
0: Yeah. Makes no, sense? I, I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. I mean, it. Uh yeah, you know, like you said, it's simple, but yet a lot of us don't do it. And you just really have to, to me personally, it's like, if you can sit down and have, even if you just theme the days or whatever, like these are the days I'm to work on this, this is the days I'm working on this, but then having actually different items that have to get done. And then you just kind of go through that list for that thing. It's just going to make it that much easier. And then, like you said, then you're going to start to get momentum because you're going to get results, you know? Well, and then and
1: I need to say one other thing, because yeah. this happens often. So I've, I have clients freaking out uh, in general, right? So they, they're doing really well usually things are going pretty well for them and it's, they're like, Oh my gosh, but I'm overwhelmed because I have so many things. And every time we go back to this, it like, they know it. Right. And I, 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 the other day I was on a call like nine o'clock at night cause somebody was like, Oh my gosh, I'm just have so, everything's going really well. We've had our best month ever, but Oh my gosh, I'm just so overwhelmed. And I just, you know, want to throw my hands up because sometimes that happens even when you're successful. Oh, who knew? Yeah. Right. And so, and I was like, okay, let's look at your week <laughs> How much can you actually get done? Like, it's so simple. And the next two days, he was like, I actually decided to go for a massage. And then I went back and wrote more words than I have in forever. And it's just this reset. So just know that this is life. It ebbs and it flows. <laughs> you can do this for three weeks and then it might suck and then you won't do it for a little while. And then just know that you have to keep resetting. You keep coming back to this because that's what's going to make things easier for you. So I personally want you to have an easier time hitting your goal. You can make it hard and still hit your goal. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> you I can. would much rather see, have an easier time, enjoy your life as you're going through.
0: No, I, I love it. And, uh, I think everything that you gave us here was actionable and we're going to have a ton on the show notes page for sure. You got some books in there. I, that's uh stealing fire. I'm going to have to check that one out. You know, if that's an audio book yet,
1: it is. One of my Ooh. clients downloaded it today. He sent me an image. I was like, oh, I should have got it in audio. Yeah, All right, I'm going to get it. It's by Stephen Kotler and Jamie Wheel, um, who are all about like singularity and the future of technology and all sorts of amazingness. And they're brilliant, like super brilliant.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'm going to definitely do that. And that's why I always ask for audio, because I do a lot of walking and then I want to listen versus read. I'm not much of a reader. I'm sorry. Just not much of a reader, me I'm a either. listener. So, <laughs> like it when they're either. in. I like it when they're in the, in the audio form. So, uh, that's awesome. So, I'm going to let you run, but uh, I just want to say again, Jamie, thank you so much for well, all the help that you've given me uh, through these past couple years, and then the friendship, and then the connections that you've helped me make, and just really helping me, you know, in life, but in business, and uh, and now helping people on the podcast. Just want to say thank you um, so much, and uh, let people know how they can get a hold of you.
1: If you go to eventualmillionaire.com, I would actually say go to eventualmillionaire.com slash master schedule. So you actually do that if that's your commitment. So think about the commitment that you made right now. And one thing is all I want for a takeaway. One thing. But I also want to say, Scott, you're amazing. And the community that you've created is utterly insane because you are the same off podcast as you are on the podcast. And I really feel like we need more of that in this world (laughs) because I feel like there's a lot of skeezy internet marketers out there just saying. Uh, And so being able to have somebody that you can actually trust, um, I think is really, really important. So everybody listening also, Send Scott like a little, thanks for doing this or uh, something. So he, I mean, I know he gets this a lot anyway, but I really feel like, or send it to his wife. Please come on show me We love you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I but will definitely get those. We don't, we don't those.
1: hear it enough. I think, I think really making sure that you, he understands how much you appreciate this. He's doing this podcast for free. And he's been amazing about going, you know what? I love giving, uh, which unfortunately can be rare sometimes. So anyway, you're amazing, Scott. I hope you know that I think that you are and everybody else I'm sure listening does too.
0: I I appreciate that, Jamie. That means a lot. And uh, yeah, I I just want to kind of echo when I went to um, Dallas recently and I had that little TAS meetup it's crazy because I heard from people there that haven't emailed me like their results. And I had two people there. They're like, Scott, I'm going to hit 500,000 this year because of your podcast. I'm like, you got to email me that. Like, I need that on my wall. Like I've got a thank you wall, like a feel the love wall. And, uh, and that kind of reminds me of what I'm doing is, is, you know, is being, uh, you know, used and, you know, people are using the information and getting results. And I'm like, you got to email me that stuff. You know, I mean, that stuff motivates me. And, uh, yeah, you're right though. I mean, we do, We do hear from people that don't like us, but we hear from people that like us, but uh, it does feel good to know that we're doing the right thing.
1: You just gave me the chills. That's amazing. Changing lives.
0: Changing lives, There's no
1: better thing to do in (laughs) our life. I completely agree. Go you, Scott.
0: Awesome. All right. So thank you so much, Jamie. Everyone go over and check out Eventual Millionaire and that master schedule. I'm telling you right now, uh, Jamie is an awesome coach. Uh, I know that you're very selective on who you coach and certain requirements. So guys, you can just go over there and get the information from her podcast, listen to those interviews, and then also some of the resources she has over on her website. Jamie, once again, I want to thank you and I'm sure we'll be in touch soon and I'll definitely look forward to seeing you at an upcoming event soon probably
1: definitely have a fantastic day Scott and have your wife call me I
0: will (laughs) all right we'll see you Jamie take care all right so I mean what can I say I mean Jamie is awesome she said some really amazing things about me which is kind of strange to hear someone talk so highly about you but it also makes me feel good, right? I mean, she has been around a lot of successful people and again, I tell you guys all the time, surround yourself with like-minded people or people that you want to emulate or to uh to be like and to can drive you and motivate you and all of that stuff and you know, a lot of our listeners here at TAS email me or meet me in person and say, Scott, you know, I just love listening to the energy that you give me on the show. Not even, you know, not even the, uh, the content, which is amazing, but I just love the energy and, uh, it really feels good to be able to do that. And, uh, yeah, I just want to thank all you guys for being listeners. And Jamie definitely is one of those uh, people that I like to have in my life that can help motivate me and keep me on the right track. And, uh, you know, if, if you're thinking about a coach, you uh, I mean you can reach out to Jamie? I know she's very selective um, on who she hires. She's not cheap. I'll be honest with you, she's not cheap, but she shouldn't be because uh, she does do a really good job to uh, to get you on the right track. But not everyone needs a coach right now, or maybe you need a different level of coach. Uh, it just depends, right? It's like if you're playing a sport and you want to raise your game, depending on where you are in that sport. Well, it might make sense to hire a coach or follow a mentor or any of that stuff. I mean, I've been following Tony Robbins for years. I haven't ever hired him. I've bought a few of his courses. Uh, I've invested in my own in my own education on myself, right? Personal development. But like I said, I mean, bottom line is you have to inject this stuff into your life however you do that whether it's through podcasts whether it's through books whether it's through coaches whether it's through masterminds whether it's through just people that you follow and maybe don't even have interaction with them but you follow what they're doing and you you model what they're doing or take little bits and pieces of what they're doing because there are certain traits that successful people do and we all can continue to learn and we should be because again you know Tony Robbins says you know, If you're not growing, you're dying, and I believe that. I really, truly believe that. So uh, I just, again, want to thank Jamie. She's awesome, and hopefully you guys got a ton of value from that, which you should have, and if you haven't, you got to go back and listen again because you're not listening very well. She gave some very clear, actionable things to do to organize your thoughts, but then to also create an action plan and then go out there and crush it. So uh, guys, if you want to download the show notes, transcripts, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 333, you can find everything over there, all the links that we talked about, which there were were quite a few, and then also I would say go over and listen to Jamie's podcast, Eventual Millionaire, she's awesome, she does a great job with her interview guests, and she really does ask some really good questions on those as well, so you learn through all of these, and I think it's just a good steady diet of just listening to what successful people have done, what they have failed at, how they can Continue to drive themselves and all of that good stuff so definitely go check that out and then of course her uh her little guide there for uh helping you get everything kind of laid out and organized so you can go and create your own action plan all right so guys that's it that's gonna wrap up this episode remember i'm here for you i believe in you and i am rooting for you but you have to you have to come on say it with me say it loud say it proud take care